What is up, Big Travi? Dude, I still have the I still have the the subscribe button up on this channel. If you're new, welcome in Whisper Nation to this Waiver Wire Tuesday, week 10, with your boys over here at the Fantasy Whispers. Got Big Travi to my left here on the screen. Find him on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. Find me on Twitter at Johnny underscore game time. Big Travi. How we doing, man? We had a wild night last night on the live stream. A lot of fun over there, but it is now on to Cincinnati. Week 10, baby. Yeah, it's that point in the in the week where we have to just shift gears, okay? Put week nine behind us, no matter what. Riding high after a win, you got to put that behind you. Feeling low after a loss, put it behind you. It's time to get geared up for these waivers, and what better to do it than with your boys here, the Fantasy Whispers. And I, I hear Potter in the background letting us know he's he's jacked on a little bit of Jordan Howard this morning. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's they, jacked on a little they, bit they, of... Elijah they, Moore, maybe. They love to talk about waiver wires. To waiver wire Tuesday is one of their favorite shows. They get they get excited, obviously. You can hear them barking in the background. So apologize for that, Whisper Nation. But we will talk about Jordan Howard. We'll talk about Elijah Moore. We'll talk about some of these other guys. But first, Big Travi, make sure if you are new to this channel, you are newly tuning in, to hit that subscribe button. Get that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content, which is daily throughout the season. That's Helping right. people try to win those championships. We got five weeks left, Travis. Hey, listen, even if you're sitting at your, you're looking at your roster. You're you're sitting there. You're you're one and you're one and seven. And you're one saying and, there's no way. There's I can no way. Hey, sit back, buckle up, strap on the seatbelt, because you've never been on a lot a ride like this before with two guys on the mics. That can help you get to the playoffs like the Fantasy Whispers here. So make sure you hit that subscribe on the way in. If you're new to the channel and you're leaving a comment, we appreciate all you guys for tuning in. We will get to your comments at the end of the show. We'll answer all your guy, all your questions on, on the guys you want to drop, pick up, all of that stuff. So just hang tight. Want to appreciate and shout out to everyone. Smitty Seitao, Patreon subscriber, Eagle Fang, another Patreon and Slim Reaper, Patreon subscriber, our boys representing us. I said they're in they're in for this month's drawing for this Joe Mixon yeah, jersey. Joe uh, Mixon jersey. So make sure you get on over to the patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers if you want to help support the Patreon page, the fantasy whispers, put out content. And as well, we'll have this article. I'll have a link in the description to the article a little later today. We'll be posting that. We'll get it on the website. So if you don't want to watch this video, you know, you don't want to go through this whole thing and listen to it, you want to read it. You'll be able to do so as well over on our website, thefantasywhispers.com. All right, Travis, I got to do a little preface here. I got to do a little preface. As we know, we got to take care of a, a little bit of, of notes and, and explain ourselves, right? We're going to be talking about players on this show that are less than 50% rostered on That's Sleeper, right. <clears throat> right? So we're not, we're not going to bring up, you know, our boy Brandon Ayuk's big day that we talked about all, all week last week in Majorly on Sunday. Because he's rostered on seventy-two percent, but make sure you look for him. Christian Kirk, seventy-one or seventy-one uh, percent of of leagues he's rostering. Make sure you're looking and see if he's available. Michael Gallup, really like him a little bit more going forward with the news uh, that we saw with uh, backup tight end Dar uh, Blake Jarwin going down for what looks to be season. Rashad Bateman, 58%. I know a lot of people were asked about Rashad Bateman last week. And then moving forward, we still like him as a stash. We still like him on the waiver wires, yeah, but he's he 58 last week. Yeah, but he's 58% roster, so he can't necessarily talk about it. I know Charlie's upset about Bateman because he really wanted to talk about him. That's his player. He wanted that confirmation bias, but unfortunately, we can't give him to him on the show. Naheem Hines, 58%, and Van Jefferson round out those above 50%, Travis. But we are going to dive into some running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks that you could stream this week, get you that win, all under 50% rostered. You ready to go, Travis? You ready? Yeah, let's do it. I just want to make a quick note on those guys. Obviously, Christian Kirk, we've got some injuries with the Arizona Cardinals. Continue to monitor yes. that. Chase Edmonds, what people aren't talking about. Yeah, the running back room, what that means for the running back room. But Chase Edmonds was garnering about 15 to 17% any given week of the target market share. So for me, yeah. Christian Kirk should see a bump here. Uh, Rondell Moore is someone to keep an eye on as well. Yeah. Highest um, snaps. Yeah, so we like what we're seeing. We don't like it as Cardinals fans or as fans of Chase Edmonds. Uh, we don't like to see him leaving. Of course, this had uh, to happen. But 
we're going to see some situations where more opportunities in a very high-powered offense, especially when Kyler Murray comes back, Johnny, and we want to invest in, in uh, offenses like that. And before we get into it, I just want to say what's up to everybody in here. Yeah. Uh, I know you did already, but Slim Reaper, Eagle Fang, Smitty Satow, nice. all these guys that are you know big Patreon subscribers, we appreciate you. Um, if you guys want to join these guys and support the show, get on over to patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers and help support the brand today. Johnny, you well, froze in such an unflattering. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You're good now. I'm good now, just but like, for a just second, like, I was like, oh, I was sleeping. It looked like yeah. I was sleeping on Anyways, you. Anyways, it was, it was great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to those guys, but let's hop into it, Johnny. Yeah, all right. We're going to start off with these running backs here, Travis. Uh, number one on this list, not number one on the thumbnail, uh, uh, but number one on this list, Devonta Freeman, Baltimore Ravens, rostered on just 24% of sleeper leagues. Came in again, getting the bulk of the carries there, got the goal line work. That was, I would say, more important. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell did get in the red and uh, the end zone, excuse me. But we are more so uh, looking and saying with uh, with Devonta Freeman in this case. So you want to talk a little bit about Devonta Freeman. What do you project? Do you think he is going to be the guy? I mean, we've said it. We said, uh, remember, remember uh, Williams in the beginning of the season we had there. Then that story faded out. Then we had Latavius Murray come in, looking effective. He was a plug and play for a couple weeks. Now it's on to the new, new, the new oldness, the I new, should new. say, <laughs> that new, new oldness of Devonta Freeman, and you have Le'Veon Bell there. So, do you think it's worth taking him number one overall if you have that spot or if you have the most wob uh, or fob to spend? Yeah, I do think that Freeman is the highest priority for me. And it's, you know, what a wacky world we're in right now. We're going to talk about Freeman. Look at look at the running backs in this article, Johnny. We have Devonta Freeman, Jordan Howard, Mark Ingram. Those are the top wow. three running backs we're going to talk about. What year is it? that we are in that we're talking about these backs, but this is where we're at. If you look at Devonta Freeman, Johnny, he's increased his snap share over the last three weeks while also giving getting double-digit PPR points over the last three weeks as well. He went from 30 to 40 to 58% of the team snaps. Okay, Johnny, that and he went from nine touches to seven touches to now 15 last week for over 80 yards and a receiving touchdown. Look, we have talked about this before. It was a muddled backfield. We didn't know what we wanted to do. Um, and we, we were advising against starting any of these guys. Well, Freeman's mm -hmm. banged up, or I'm sorry, Murray's banged up. Freeman's kind of, uh, you know, just catapulted himself to a top of a very shaky depth chart. And I don't think there's a lot of, you know, security in picking up Freeman, but I do think that we know that sometimes in these backfields, somebody emerges. And I think it seems that over the last three weeks, that's been Devonta Freeman. And I think that you want somebody in this backfield if they can emerge because they do run the ball quite a bit. Um, his upside is capped, but as an RB3 with RB2 weekly upside, like that's good to get off the waivers at this point in the season. You got some teams coming up here with later buys. So, you know, it does. It's one of those, you know, it sounds gross when you throw them in your lineup, but fantasy points are fantasy points. And if you need a running back this late, it's not a bad move for you to pick them up, even if it's, Again, I love this uh, truly epic coming in here. This is great. This is related. So be careful with Freeman. They're probably going to sign Todd Gurley next weekend. They probably will. Uh, and they throw could. him on their practice squad. And yeah, they definitely could. But again, they're trading for AP. You've We've got five weeks left. You got five weeks. You can win all five weeks by putting together a, a waiver wire team, plug and plays, guys. I'm not saying your whole roster is a waiver wire team, but plug-and-play guys that are just going to get you through these next buy you wins and you get in the playoffs and then anything goes especially when you're sticking with your boys and you're hitting that subscribe so you get notified whenever we put out new content to keep you ahead of the game you could do this with a guy and it starts with devonta freeman it's a plug-and-play if you need at the running back position moving on to this next running back we're going to talk about i can't believe it like you said, Travis, <laughs> where did we yeah. get into a, a warp zone here? Yeah, this is like but, back to the future, man. We're back, back. with Doc. Uh, hey. We got into the Mandalor the Mandalorian here. <laughs> yeah, or, dude. Uh, not the Mandalorian, the uh, DeLorean here. DeLorean, the yeah. Mandalorian. Some we, might uh, want to get in the Mandalorian. Right. But, uh, maybe. Uh, but you're you're absolutely right, dude. Getting into uh, the car and traveling back a few years, 
Jordan Howard coming in back to back weeks. Okay. Against Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like against Detroit. Okay. We'll get, we understand, right? They're, they're a terrible run defense. The Chargers, we understand they were not the greatest at, at uh, run defense, right? Like that was what they were giving up the most, but we did not expect it to go to Jordan Howard. But in fact, like you watch this, uh, Travis, Jordan Howard looked good. Back-to-back games with over four yards per carry. Back-to-back games with a rushing, t- at least one rushing touchdown. He's looked solid. So Jordan Howard coming in number two on this list. Talk to me about Jordan Howard. What do you uh, snap snap share increase from twenty five percent to forty percent? Does that keep going up, or do you think this is going to just be a, com- a complete headache between Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, and uh, Kenny Gainwell until Miles Sanders comes back? I mean, it's it, it definitely has the risk, and that's the risk of having him here on this list with any running back right now. But I will say this: as you said, the snap share increased over the last two weeks, went from twenty five percent of the snaps to forty this last week, went from twelve carries to seventeen. He's definitely the grinder, like the guy who's going to be the rude first, grinder. Yeah, the first and second down thumper for them right now, while Sanders is out. But we're at least getting one more week of that, Johnny, and possibly two, depending on the severity of the ankle injury there for our guy miles sanders so that being said i think howard has some at least this next week and maybe the week after i will be saying or i will say denver not a terrible matchup but they have spot they have picked their spots last week they showed out you you know when they played cleveland they gave up everything so it just really depends this team has gotten really run heavy over the last couple weeks and i think that might continue as they're trying to win games here they got really close to beating the chargers last week obviously beat the lions Next week, this the uh, the week before this next week, they're playing Denver. That's a winnable game for the Eagles. I think they're going to continue this formula of run heavy, taking the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hand, so to speak. We hate that, I guess, as 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 truthers of, of Jalen Hurts, but that seems to be the way the Eagles are trying to play right now. And so for me, I think that plays into Jordan Howard's hand. He'd be my second priority uh, here with the situation. I do think it's also interesting to note that, like, if he continues to play like this, he continues to look good. He continues to be effective. You could definitely see that when Miles Sanders comes back, Miles Sanders actually takes the scat back role. They continue to roll with Jordan Howard as that thumper. And it's the thunder and lightning there that they kind of been searching for. Do you, do you think that's really... likely? I do think. Have you seen this coaching staff, dude? Well, you think they it's do possible. things you that think don't possible. make sense. You don't think it's likely, though, right? I mean, I think if Sanders is going to walk right back in, I'll I think tell you, it'll be like it'll be likely if Jordan Howard keeps playing like this because they haven't had a rushing game like this. So if Jordan Howard continues to produce like this, they continue to be efficient on the on the ground with running him. I could highly see it happening because. That coaching staff has no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to put Hertz in the right position. They don't know how to use their running backs right. And I, I mean, they're finally yeah. starting to kind of get it. So, like, yeah, I, it I would guess make I sense. I I'm not saying it's an, an indefinite, right? I'm not saying it, it for sure, like Jordan Howard's this league winner, but I do think, based on what I've been seeing from that coaching staff, yeah, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't put it past him to be like, "All right, Sanders is healthy now, and uh, Jordan Howard's look good." I know we drafted this high rookie, but we're not using him. And you know, Boston Scott is what Boston Scott is. We we knew that. That's why he was third on the depth chart from day one. So let's move in this other direction. Why not? Um, like you said, we want they want to win games. So if they can. Even if it's ugly, they'll do it, I guess. Uh, yeah. All right, moving on now to the third running back here. Mark Ingram, New Orleans Saints, got traded a couple of weeks ago to uh, back to New Orleans. He was happy about it. Good for him. Roshan, just 38% of sleeper leagues. Not super, super effective so far. Not like he's had a monster game. Uh, big Travi. But again, we do know that Mark Ingram has, we've seen him get a lot of touches, whether it was you know, it was for Houston, right? But we do know that his body is still holding up and that if anything <laughs> does, yeah, if anything does happen to Alvin Kamara, it's, it's a lock for that Ingram is going to be that next dog up uh, that is going to get, get the rock the majority of the time. Will he be nearly as efficient as Kamara? Of course not. But Mark Ingram, you want to talk about Mark Ingram his potential upside as uh, why you would want to go and just stash him right now. What you're yeah, seeing from so him right now. 
on a short week against Tampa Bay last week, he came in and saw eight touches and we weren't wowed by that, but I did, I did, pro, um, I did preach holding him because a short week, we didn't know what he would do. He increased his snap share to 34% this last week and 14 touches Johnny. And that isn't a huge number, but it's enough to be like, Oh, uh, let's raise our eyebrows here. And especially because he caught five of five targets here for 21 yards. So again, not a huge day for Mark Ingram still sub seven points in standard league. Leagues, but 14 touches is 14 touches and we we are living with the fact that Alvin Kamara in these two games with Mark Ingram saw his lowest snap percentage 67 and 68 percent over the last two weeks and so again we are seeing what I thought could happen in this offense where Ingram's going to carve off a role like he had before this is a very very watered down version of the New Orleans Saints that we saw back with Drew Brees when they would run a lot use Ingram as the you know kind of change of pace back and have uh, Kamara continue to do what he do do what he does I would be a little bit concerned so I know this is going to be the big question maybe not so much waiver related with Alvin Kamara if you can sell Alvin Kamara at an absolute premium right now I would be considering doing that only because Trevor Simeon didn't look terrible, but did not get the win. And the more that they don't win games, the more they're going to want to go to Taysom Hill. And we saw the target market share for Alvin Kamara dip tremendously with Taysom Hill at uh, quarterback. And that's not just be- that's not because he's not capable of dumping it down. He just chooses not to. He's going to scramble instead. And we've seen that before with rushing quarterbacks. So a little bit of a sell high there on Alvin Kamara mixed in with the Ingram. But I do think Ingram's worth a stash. He's at the very least a high, high valuable handcuff for Alvin Kamara. And at the most, he's going to have some low end flex appeal from week to week. If he can get 12 to 15 touches a game in this offense. I do. uh, I do find that very intriguing. Like you said, and trying to get off of Alvin Kamara right now, I think that's a great at, move. At a premium. Like, I, I don't think you should go and sell for, just out of panic, but you just, need to look at what's going on here. And this offense has changed dramatically over the last three weeks. Yes. And it has it has risk to change even more if Taysom Hill gets the start in the coming weeks. Just to give you a reference, Whisper Nation, I, I did this in a league. I traded Kamara and uh, give you kind of a reference of what Big Travis kind of think about. I was able to get Tom Brady and DK Metcalf for mm-hmm. – uh for Kamara so it ended up being a great trade for me I pulled it off a couple weeks ago and I have not looked back since but yeah try to get something like that because Kamara's Kamara's name weighs so much in a trade even if he's not performing to what he was in the past people are going to look at that and be like oh I'm getting Kamara oh wow this is I got to make this because in people's eyes he's a top five running back still and uh I agree with big Travi there uh that you should try to Get, get a haul if you can, especially coming down the stretch with some bye weeks in place. All right, moving on to the next running back here. We've got Brandon Bolden. We've talked about him before on prior waiver wire columns, but he's still uh, available in plenty of sleeper leagues. New England Patriots passing catch running back who's filled in quite nicely for James White. Big Travi, you want to just briefly talk about Brandon Bolden real quick. Why you think he's still a valuable stash piece for at the running back position. Yeah, him and Eno Benjamin make this list in kind of the same tier, I would say. They're the last two. They're the tier below the guys I just talked about because I don't see a ton of long-lasting value here in these guys. But check it out. Both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson entered concussion protocol on Monday. So that's something we need to monitor. And if that's the case, look at Brandon Bolden when given opportunities here. Uh, Ten touches last week, nearly uh, 80 yards in that game or a little bit over 80 yards in that game. Um, He is capable of getting a receiving you know, touchdown. He has come in. I mean, I know he only went two for two for 27 yards in this game, but we also saw Ramondre Stevenson get a lot of work. If both of these guys, Harris and Stevenson are out facing a Cleveland team here, I think, you know, we know what, we know how this game is going to go for them. We know that it's going to be a run heavy game to try and combat this team. So I do think that new England's going to continue to run the same offense. They've been running since me and Johnny were in diapers, pretty much. (laughs) They're going to run the football and throw to their backs, throw to their tight ends. And I think that's a situation um, to monitor here. So again, just a little bit of a insurance policy. Should those two, both two top uh, running backs for new England and Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris miss with the concussion this week. I want to also mention Eno Benjamin because the news blurb this morning, he didn't, he almost didn't make the column here, but it's worth noting that 
uh, with uh, Chase Edmonds out. They believe he's going to get some more run. He saw nine carries last week. Didn't see any receiving work. Johnny, you might know a little bit more if he can be used in the receiving game at all. Yeah. Um, but for me, I don't, I don't know if he's got that upside. Like I said, I think we get bumps to the wide receivers, maybe even Zach Ertz with Edmonds out. But uh, you know, Benjamin could be a guy that's a change of pace role. And in an efficient offense, we've seen that pay off big in, in, in big plays. I do think that Eno is a guy that uh, you should be targeting on low key. Uh, I don't think you have to put a big wob fa- uh, wob down on him because one, James Conner had a monster day. Most people are just saying, "Oh, James Conner's going to get Eno Benjamin." Though they do like Eno, they do want to see what Eno has because uh, the reality is, and now they could bring back James Conner again next year. It's, it was a one year deal. He's been playing well. Maybe they get him again. But as of what I'm hearing right now. They do want to bring back Chase Edmonds next year, and then they want to see what Eno has because they want to see if it could be an Eno and, and Chase Edmonds kind of show. And uh, so with Eno, he will he is a scat back who can – we've seen him a lot get a lot of uh, receptions out of the backfield, so I do think he'll take over that Edmonds role, maybe not as big as Edmonds was getting, right? He, Edmonds was getting like 50% of the splits there and, and a lot of the, the carries. I, I don't think he'll quite get that – size role but i do think it's interesting to grab him because he is a good running back uh and now he's going to get some potential so you can get him really really and james connor not the ideal bill of health for a running back uh player either so dude i gotta oh, just shout God. out to walk out here oh, with a goodness. super chat Let's so we gotta go. hit him with a rick flair Woo! Let's go on a Tuesday. Let's yeah, get it. we love it. Okay, Rockout says, would you rather have CMC or Cook rest of season? I have CMC, but my trade CMC for Cook and one more player. I already have Madison. It depends Ooh. on who that player is. If you can replace CMC with Cook and another, you know, upgrade, mm-hmm. I, I and you have Madison, that's a good deal. I do like CMC more than Madison, or I'm sorry, more than Cook rest of season now that he's back healthy and we saw him get through that game. The, I mean, ju- you just saw the the usage that he got in this game uh, when his first game back. Uh, Johnny, he saw over 18 touches, uh, yeah. just over 100 yards. He's going to continue to be the guy in the main focal point of an offense that really desperately needs him. So for me, I, I would do that, but it depends on who you can get back in return. Yeah, it, I think if um, if you get a, de- a somewhat Like, would decent- you do something like a Jerry Judy? You know, one of this middle-tier wide receiver, if you get a Jerry Judy or something with him, or even a, a, a waiver-wide receiver with some upside, like a Elijah Moore or a Bateman, an Ayuk, something in that tier of guys with some upside to pair with Cook, then I, I don't mind this deal for you at all. I don't mind the Ayuk with... Uh, if you can get Ayuk or Jerry Judy, I think that one of those two in there, I don't know if I would say... I don't know if I would go with, you know, one of these. I, w- I don't. I wouldn't do it for like Elijah Moore or uh, added on there or uh, may- Bateman is kind of interesting maybe. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like if you could get some extra value added on, then I because I do think Cook and CMC rest away are pretty similar. So. Um, it's not a terrible move to make. Remember, guys, if you, we're going to get to everybody's questions here, we skip that. If you guys hit us with a super chat, we appreciate that. Rock out. You're helping us continue to grow the channel and chase our dreams. But as TTS Holdings says, everybody in the chat, press that like button. Yes, that way this video gets recommended to everybody. We appreciate you, Holdings, and we appreciate everybody in the chat. We're going to get to those questions shortly. Let's, let's well, move it along I, here. I want to ask you. I'm going to give you a list oh, of yeah. running backs. I want you to tell me. Who you would if you would drop any of these guys for any of the waiver wire guys? Okay, Khalil Herbert saw Monty come back. Uh, Khalil Herbert also going on a buy. Um, saw Monty come back and just get the he the workhorse. He's he's back to his his role. Khalil Herbert, would you drop him for any of these other uh, running backs here? Yeah, I think you could do it for Freeman and Howard. I could understand holding on to him to maybe try and sell to the Monty owner, or if you are the Monty owner, for a guy like Ingram, Bolden, or Benjamin. But Howard and Freeman have standalone value for the next couple weeks at least, and especially especially Freeman. I think Freeman is somebody, uh, this is gross to say, but I think he's going to have season-long value as somebody that could really float these teams that are RB needy, that are contenders, because he's going to continue to see work. And, and as long as he does stuff with it and he's, you know, efficient, they're going to continue to give him the rock. Yep. Uh, and appreciate, uh, we got some new people in here, Hollywood. We see your question. We will get to it at the end of the show. So stick around. We'll talk about it. Uh, excited there. Uh, okay. Um, a couple other ones I'll give you, um, Carlos Hyde. 
Are you dropping Carlos? Carlos Hyde nearly made this waiver, but uh, um, it looks like the news out this morning is they expect James Robinson back this week. So Hyde could be dropped for the top three guys, uh, similarly as I as I was saying there. Uh, Chuba Hubbard with CMC back. Yeah, see, so my my stance on these guys like Booker, uh, Hubbard, um, Herbert, some of these guys, you're going to have to just try and your best to make a deal with those owners that have CMC, that have Saquon, that have Montgomery. And if you can't make that deal, then I don't mind cutting ties with them at all. All right. Um, this next one, we there is a bit of some big bigger news that came out this morning. So I'll ask you. So next thing I'm going to ask you about, Dernus Johnson. Who, uh, who did not, he didn't have a great game this past weekend, uh, but he did see 33% of snaps, eight carries. But we found out this morning, Nick Chubb and Felton both have COVID, have tested positive for COVID on the list. So Nick Chubb out this week. Uh, most wow, likely. didn't see that. So that um, would have uh, that would have catapulted our boy Dearness. Yeah, so Dearness would be, um, the Dearness would become top of this waiver wire uh if he's available a lot of people dropped him because yeah i think i would put him um i would put him between personally i would put him between freeman and howard just because of not the long-term value isn't exactly there but i do like him for this week he'd be a huge ad for this week yeah going against new england matchup uh too bad it wasn't next week against detroit that would have been really nice but uh, i don't know if chubb's uh, vaccinated or not did that come out I'm not sure if it came out whether he was vaccinated or not, but we'll see. We'll continue to monitor that. So Dernus Johnson, uh, make sure if he's available, he would be, and you need to win this week. Dernus would be my number one option there. If you are looking at a more longer term uh, play that could also help you this week, I would go with, uh, I would more so lean Jordan Howard uh, than Dernus um, or Freeman. Freeman scares me a little bit, but we'll see. We'll end up seeing where they end up going there. All right, moving on now. Big Travis, we talked about the running backs. Now let's get to the wide receivers. Not a whole lot in the wide receiver room this week, which is wild because wide receivers are generally where you get a lot of plethora of play at, but not this week. We have uh, number one on this list, Elijah Moore, New York Jets wide receiver. Had his day. Had his day. Shout out to Whisper Nation. We had, uh, I believe it was Smitty. Smitty Saitawa was calling for an Elijah Moore breakout game. It yeah, came. It was Brett Forsett, too. Oh, but yeah, and Brett. That's well, that's right. And uh, so we had we had Elijah Moore finally came out, uh, had his coming out party in the NFL, two tutties, uh, had had some some nice catches there as well. Do you trust in this moving forward? Do you trust in we know what the pedigree of Elijah? A lot of people were projecting him to be the number one wide receiver scoring this year, but it just hasn't lined up. But now he's finally starting to get some snaps. Corey Davis was banged up in this game. He's expected to be back. Do we buy into it? I'm buying it a little bit here. Um, Six targets or more in uh, three straight weeks, 13 catches on 14 targets over the last two weeks, Johnny, for over 140 yards and two touchdowns in the back to back or in these last two weeks. So really he's starting to warm up. You see that happen with rookies before where they have great pedigree. They look really good um, and they're getting good uh, things out of camp. And then they have the lull. We saw this with Justin Jefferson last year, right? And I'm not saying that Elijah Moore is Justin Jefferson. I think it's going to be a tier or two below that, but that is something that I would uh, really kind of look at here. Um, as something to monitor because he is a guy with great, great pedigree. Uh, we know that. And he is a guy in an offense that is lacking kind of stars on the outside because Corey Davis has been hurt. Now, if Corey Davis comes back, Johnny, does that concern you with Elijah Moore? Or do you think that Elijah Moore can kind of step into his own here? That's where I'm at. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit torn. I think he's got the most upside of the guys we're going to talk about. Um, but I do think that you'll, you know, you're going to struggle to find times that you're really confident in starting him. Yeah, it's just the quarterback situation there for me, which is why I can't fully buy into this. They're not going to be able to produce a lot of fantasy options for you. And I think a part of why DJ uh, Elijah Moore was so effective was because of the backup quarterback situations and that kind of game script really benefited him. I don't know if we're going to be able to project Elijah Moore to start in any other game. I mean, sure, there might be some matchups down the way where you we might get an inkling that, hey, it could be him, but I just don't feel super confident in it. But, I, yeah, I got to say, we're talking about uh, our guys. 
rock out again. again. You're hitting us with a Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah, yeah. let's <laughs> go. The, I know. Yeah, at the end. I, I know the Ric Flair. He's uh, like, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think this is a follow up to your question about trading for Cook. The Cook owner also has tight end Waller, Mike Williams, and Hopkins. If you can get Mike Williams because he's buying the dip, like if he's saying. Mike Williams is struggling. And look, I think Mike Williams is going to struggle in tough matchups, but he's going to have his games too. Yeah. So I love this. I love picking up Mike Williams on, on addition to this. If you can add Mike Williams to that, I I doubt the owner is going to go for that, but we've seen weirder things on this show. We've we've advised better trades. Um, so go get it, dude. Rock yeah, out. If you can, if you can make this happen, this, add oh, Mike man. Williams to there. That would be exciting. I would be super jacked. Let us know, too. We'd love to shout it out if you get that deal done. That would be fun. It it gives help to other people that might be watching the show later. They might not think about doing something like this. Then it allows them as well. So that's awesome. Way to go, Rock Out. Let us know, like Big Trey said. Okay, um, next up on this list, we got Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland Browns, wide receiver, stepping in for OBJ. And what do you know? One game. One game without OBJ, one game without OBJ, and and Baker has no problem hitting Donovan Peoples-Jones for a long tutty. But here's the thing. Do you see this continuing, (laughs) Big Travi? Or was this just, Uh, like I said, a chip on Baker's shoulder where he was like, hey, you want to see me sling this? Oh, uh, OBJ's daddy, I'll show you how I can sling this. Check this out. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is tough for me to buy into because we know Cleveland's offense very low volume uh, in the passing attack, and we don't know what to trust here. But I do think Peoples-Jones has shown flashes of brilliance uh, um, this year. Remember, he had one game where he had only two catches, but these were like toe-drag swag catches, beautiful mm-hmm. um, catches on the boundary. He's got it in his repertoire to be the guy that Baker can lean on. I just don't know if I trust that. Similar to the Elijah Moore, the talent is there. There should be some opportunity there. But are you going to be struggling to find ways to get him in your lineup, especially as we clear through buys? Um, you're not going to really have a lot here. But I do think he makes the list as the second wide receiver here with the most upside here. And I think he's worth a waiver at. If you're desperate for wide receiver, he's a guy you can look at because – uh, not only they're going to play New England, but then they get Detroit, Baltimore before they're by. Those are two great matchups for wide receivers between t- Detroit and Baltimore, Johnny. Totally agree there. All right, Big Travi. Got another. Yeah, it's truly epic uh, helping us out here. Chubb is vaccinated, so be careful. He may end up playing. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's earlier in the week. This isn't a Thursday game, so if he returns two negative tests in time, he could be fine. But again, if he tests positive today, that's a short turnaround still. Uh, to try and make that happen, yeah. but just be be. Uh, that's why he would make it below Freeman for me, Dearness would, yeah. because I think that Freeman has some real season long value for you. Love it. Okay, last wide receiver here on this column here uh, is we was on last week as well, but then came up. Uh, he had also a vaccination issue. Alan Lazard, Green Bay Packers wide receiver roster on just fifteen percent of Yahoo leagues, but should be getting your boy Aaron Rodgers back maybe. We'll see. Yeah, he saved then, his day, Johnny, with this like wild touch. Dude, that was a one cool one. little. Yeah, he did a yeah, little, like a little step back. under, dude. Yeah, he's been watching some boxing videos. Left. Yeah, dude. Right to the right. All right, like, but <laughs> Lazard for me, one of one for twenty yards and a touchdown last week. But that's really not it. And again, we said the two weeks prior to the Arizona game, Lazard and had really out-targeted um, our guy Devontae Adams in those two weeks. So really, Lazard is somebody that's coming on in the offense. He's playing his role well. But I do think a situation could arise here where he actually, with Tanya now, with this offense needing a secondary weapon, Lazard could be that guy. And I think he's a sneaky ad right now. I don't know that you're starting him next week and with a ton of confidence, but he's going to be a guy I think by season end could easily be on that wide receiver three borderline. Love it. All right, some wide receivers I'll ask you about rather quickly. Rather quickly. Rather quickly. Uh, rather quickly, and then we'll move on to tight ends and quarterbacks, and then we'll get into the listener questions right after that. Brian Edwards. You drop in Brian Edwards uh, yes. for – yeah, what a disappointment. That was, all, all three of how these. Do you only get, how do you only get four, four targets on 93% snap? Uh, that's wild. And a game that – It's just an offense behind. that doesn't really – doesn't really need a main vein that way. They have Renfro, they have Waller, guys that they can get the ball to consistently. They don't need a guy um, that plays the traditional right. X wide receiver to be their target hog. Next one kind of hurts me, but we got to throw it out there because it's the uh, the stats aren't pretty. 
Kadarius Tony. You drop in Kadarius Tony. Not play, hasn't played above fifty-seven percent snap share, even with a banged-up roster uh, like the Giants I have. Don't see any of these guys on the waiver list this week having the upside Tony has. Maybe Elijah Moore. Maybe. Yeah. So I would hold Tony unless you are desperate for for guys to get it right now. Tony's a project for me. He's going to sit on your bench and you're going to wait till he can increase the production and match some of the upside we saw. But if you don't have that luxury, then go get one of these guys. I, I understand that 100%. I, I like that. I like that. And then last guy, I will give you, I'll give you two, uh, just a quick hitters. Ooh, two for our one. boy, our boy, Jacoby, Jacoby yeah. My, uh, Meyer or Van Jefferson. Would you cut either one of so those players? Van Jefferson is at the top of this because I do think Van Jefferson's a hold. He was uh, rostered over 50%. So that's why I continue to hold him. Uh, but yeah, you can drop Jacoby Myers. Unfortunately, yeah. in, you know, especially in standard league scoring, Stucks, he's just man. not. Yeah, uh, four or fewer catches in three of his last five games. So, Johnny, he's just not really getting it done for them. They're going to the backs, they're going to the tight ends, and they're just a a run-heavy team. So, All right. Now we're moving on to the tight end position here. We got a couple of names. We also did talk about some of these guys last week. So, once again, if they're still rostered, we'll just fly through these ones. Pat Fryermuth had a big day. Had a big drive. Shout out to you. Called it. Slim Reaper because yeah. he was talking about Pat a couple weeks ago and I kind yeah. of I didn't laugh at him but I said look it's going to be hard to trust a rookie tight end well somebody's breaking the mold for me on that right now and that's Pat Fryermuth because he continues to be a guy that they look to in a big way um so for yeah like for me look we'll just look at the production here six or more targets over the last three weeks four or more catches over the last three weeks and three touchdowns over the last three weeks two of which came last night um he's seen 60 or more percent of the snaps in three weeks he also seen back-to-back weeks with over 70 percent of the snaps johnny he is the real deal for them Mm -hmm. because juju smith schuster no longer in the lineup this is a guy that fits this style of offense the dink and dunk style we know pittsburgh is kind of this ugly monotonous style of offense that's going to dink and dunk their way down the field and he fits it perfectly especially in the red zone so yeah give me pat fryermuth if you picked him up because you you were tired of you know tunyon went down with injury or you're tired of higby's inconsistency i think you're going to be sitting pretty here with a pat fryermuth for the rest of season here yeah i like that move there i think he's uh definitely an interesting player probably the second well, third after Najee in Pittsburgh. But, yes, yeah. uh, probably the second most interesting pass catcher at the moment because of that situation. Right. Uh, Dan Arnold. Hey, Arnold. End. Hey, Arnold. Dan Arnold uh, getting some targets over there in Jacksonville. Uh, not a bad not a bad floor play here with some higher upside if he can find the, the end zone. Jaguars tight end now. He's been traded three times this season. Uh, 40% of sleeper leagues. Uh, Dan Arnold, we like. We've talked about him on prior shows. Uh, he's he's a he's like a checkdown guy uh, there for the Jags. I don't know how much his upside is because the upside there for all those players seems to be pretty limited right now. But I do think uh, you could do much worse at the tight end position this week. Yeah, especially then- in PPR, Johnny. He's got 30 targets over the last four weeks, 20 catches over that same span. Um, he continues to get targeted, and we know in this offense they're going to target him. We know rookie wide receiver or rookie quarterbacks love their tight end. And we know our guy Urban Meyer loves this tight end as well. That's why they traded for him. So yes, you're right. He's a lower end tight end because he's not, he hasn't seen pay dirt yet, but I think Mm -hmm. that has to be coming based on the target volume and the yardage that he's been able to uh, rack up over the last few weeks. It should just mean that regression's coming for the touchdown situation. And then last but not least here, we got Tyler Conklin uh, tight as the last tight end that we're going to talk about to, to pick up. Three straight games, Big Travi with over 82% snap share. Uh, he's been low key for you, you know, if you, especially if you're in a PPR, he's been a pretty solid tight end for you. Do you think it continues this week against the Chargers? Who, you know, last week we were really high on him because of the matchup against Baltimore. Baltimore giving the most points against to the tight end position. 
But this week gets the Chargers. Are you still rolling into flames? Yeah, the Chargers the are actually another good matchup as well because because they're so good on the outside, they kind of funnel from the running backs and the tight ends. So I do think it's a decent matchup. And then Conklin can be rolling out there now. The thing was, is like you probably had Conklin in your lineup to patchwork, maybe a, a TJ Hawkinson buy or a Gronkowski buy or yeah. a Ricky Seals-Jones buy or um, um, uh, what is his name? Who was the last team that was Logan on a, Thomas. Logan, Logan Thomas, Thomas right and, and yeah, so those guys. Uh, so if that's the case, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting back to those other guys that we trust a little bit more. But Conklin is a guy that if you're in the in the mood to stream this week, he's a guy you could look at for sure. All right. Like that. OK, we're going to move on to the quarterbacks here. We'll run down these guys and then we'll jump over to the listener questions. Want to say appreciate you guys so much once more for sticking with us, hanging around to the end of the show. Uh, quarterbacks, Taysom Hill, New Orleans Saints. We uh, He should potentially get the start maybe moving forward. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. 28% of sleeper leagues. Justin Fields, quarterback of the Chicago Bears, had another good game against a difficult matchup or a, a solid game, I should say. Not a great yeah. game. Um, but uh, Justin Fields. And then we got Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater, surprising us all. This is what you get. This is Teddy B. Tell me, tell me Teddy B is not – a poor man's Kirk Cousins, which sounds even worse because <laughs> how do you get a poor man's Kirk Cousins? But it just seems to be that where Teddy B, you know, not super sexy, but he's going to put you up fantasy points, going to get you through a bye week if you need him. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater uh, showed up against Dallas here just when we were ready to write him off. Got over 20 points in six-point touchdown leagues. Going to play a Philly team uh, that has been known to get in shootouts here and just gave up over 35 points to your boy, Justin Herbert, Johnny. So yeah. for me, Teddy Bridgewater... Got Jerry Judy back. Probably going to get Noah Fant back this week. The weapons start to get back into the fold. He's going to mm -hmm. have upside in this offense. And the defense, while it did show up last week, I still think that this defense is one that's going to continue to cause, you know, teams are going to have their way with the Denver defense, I think, more times than not. And I think mm -hmm. that's going to poise uh, Teddy B for a good game. I think this is a great streaming week for Teddy B. I agree. All right. That, uh, that does – oh, here, I'll give you a couple of quarterbacks – uh, that you might want to consider. Yeah, dropping. I just want to note here uh, before we get into this, Taysom Hill and Justin Fields, pure stash. Fields going to be on a bye. Taysom Hill not even announced as the starter. These are going to be stash-worthy quarterbacks, but the reason they're on here top of the list above the streamer and Teddy B is because if you're a contender and you're sitting here or streaming quarterback week to week and you have the bench spot, go pick up one of these guys because I think they have league-winning capabilities should they start getting hot down the stretch. All right. Um, would you do? Would you drop Derek Carr, or Danny Dimes for any of these quarterbacks? Really, really like Derek Carr. I could drop Danny Dimes. He's on by here. Yeah. Um, Derek I really Carr against like Derek Kansas Carr City. against Kansas City this week. I think he's going to be a top streaming option for me. That's a good one. Matt Ryan against Dallas. Would you rather have Matt Ryan against Dallas? I'd or... rather take Teddy B here. I think Matt Ryan okay. um, is a little bit up and down for me to trust here. And then last one. And, oh, dude, Ben ended up doing it last night. He ended up, yeah. he ended up getting 20 fantasy yeah, points Ben's for you. making it. On ben the against streaming Detroit. radar, um, I think, yeah, you could probably put Ben in here above Teddy B, but I think they're very similar in their upside this week. All right. Well, that does it for this waiver wire show. Whisper Nation, appreciate you all so much for sticking around and tuning in. If you have any other waiver wire questions, concerns, ideas, DM us. Let us know. Leave a comment in the description of this video. We will love to get back to you. Love talking with Whisper Nation. And Sunner and Time here asking, do you guys read the chat? We do. Welcome in. Yes. Says, hey, welcome, oh, welcome in. Welcome in from Twitch. We appreciate everybody. Let's and go. If you're new, to, yeah, hit, hit that, that subscribe button. button. Trying to get to 2,200 subscribers. Uh, let's put it, let's say by, by week 12. Yeah, let's, let's say, do it. We're going to be by week help 12. Let's see if we can get 2,200 subscribers on YouTube. So help us out. So yeah, Sunner, we do actually read the chat and we, we just get to it at the end here. So thanks yes. for sticking with us. And we're about to get through these questions now. All right. So jumping in here, let's see. Yeah, Slim Reaper saying, told you about Pat. He's breaking yeah. out. I like it. Uh, right here. Fellas, you rock. Trying to come up. Uh thinking of trading Daniel Jones for Matt Ryan and T.Y. Hilton for Deshaun Jackson, all bench players. Losing Stafford and Woods this week, uh, trying, to, trying get to get ahead. ahead. Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, see, who does Matt Ryan play in week 14 for that bye? Dallas. So he plays Dallas. 
decent play there. No, that's no in week 14. Oh, week 14. So got he it, got plays it. Carolina. Um, Carolina actually been really good. So I don't know if I, I'd be trying to look for somebody else here. I don't mind. I think Daniel Jones is a backup QB. Let's see. Who does Daniel Jones play in, in week 14? Because that might actually, you might want to hang also, tight on Daniel Jones. And uh, yeah, uh, my, uh, the Chargers. So uh, kind of a tough matchup as well. But I think I would, I would trust Daniel Jones in his rushing floor over Matt Ryan against well, Carolina here. And then you know what I'll tell, or what I would say is here. Let's see, what week is it? Week fifteen. Week fourteen is when week the fourteen. Okay, so um, we fields fields is against Green Bay that week. Uh, not like the greatest matchup, but okay. But what here's what I'll here's Eddie? what I'll tell you. Uh, here's what I would I would advice. And yes, I think Eddie B is is playing Detroit that week. So that's I got, I got an even better one for you. Ooh. I got an even better one for you. Trey Lance would, will be against Atlanta week four or week 14. And you can, I, I would, I would, Oh, sorry. Against Cincinnati, Cincinnati week 14. I would bet that fields is the starter for the 49ers. Yeah. Trey Lance, who you could probably go get on the waivers right now, cheaper than anybody else. And you won't have to trade anybody. Uh, that's probably where I would go. If I'm being honest, truly Seb asking CMC and cup for Devonte and cook. Who's winning that? I think the cup and CMC side. Wins yeah. I mean, if yeah, Cooper cup continued to, uh, that is 11 really, targets. Well, it's truly epic saying, but they're going to, they're all going to do well. I agree. Yeah. Hollywood, yeah. man. Welcome in. He says, welcome I traded, in. Jeff, uh, I traded Jalen Waddle, Michael Carter, and Emmanuel Sanders for Devontae Adams. Love Thoughts it. Great. All players I traded were fantastic. I love this. If you trade, if you package bench players to go and get Devontae Adams, that's huge. This is that. That's the stuff we love. Let us know, Whisper Nation. TPS we love hearing that stuff. Just subbed and like you guys. Keep it up. Appreciate Yeah. You. Appreciate yeah. that. Matt Gidley says, do you like Josh Jacobs or Melvin Gordon the third this week, Johnny? We have uh, the Raiders versus Kansas City, and we have Broncos versus Atlanta. I think I might mo go Melvin Gordon here. He's been doing really well. I like both these guys, to be honest. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been pr pretty solid as well, getting uh... – getting pretty he's not been he's been relegated he's not no longer getting uh is a whole lot of pass catching work actually yeah four. yes i mean he saw four yeah uh, but i i do think that josh jacobs is a guy that i i would play personally um i don't think i think both have a great matchup i, th I think either way but i do think josh jacobs is a guy I might, I might be putting them on. Uh, if you tune in tomorrow, might be putting them in on that uh, buy low, sell high. You won't, uh, dude. yeah, you won't. So tune in to that tomorrow. We'll go live and we'll talk about that. But I, I don't think you'd go wrong. But my personal would say Josh Jacobs. I would roll in those flames. But Big Travi uh, also likes Melvin Gordon, and I think that's a good play as well. It's not terrible. Um, Everyone in the chat, press the like button. This video gets recommended. Oh, appreciate that. Look at that, dude. Whisper Nation just like. Just TTS, comes I don't know yeah. what you're asking here. Are you asking Elijah Mitchell over Hubbard for next week? I would definitely get uh, Elijah Mitchell in over Hubbard next week with CMC back. I think if that's what you're Oh, asking. yeah. Yeah, I would do. Yeah. Right. Um, Ernest Hines or Pollard from, from waivers here, says Thomas Medina. Please advise full point PPR. Gracias. You're welcome. I'm going to Ernest of yeah. these three. Uh, I think Pollard's no, – I think Zeke's going to be fine. He came back into that game. And then Hines obviously splitting time with Jonathan Taylor. With Chubb out, Ernest is going to be the play this week, especially if you need the play this week. If, But I will say, if you don't need the play this week, I'm going Pollard. Yeah, I think he's the, the better. Yeah, he's the guy that you want to stash because if anything does happen to Zeke and they sit him, like he's rest of the season a top 10 running back. KJ, in a non-PPR league, I'm the Kamara owner, and I have Devontae Booker, and the Barkley owner has Ingram. Do I trade Booker for Ingram, or is there more value in keeping Booker going? I actually like this deal for you. I think you get your handcuff, um, yeah. Ingram. I think Booker, we're looking at a situation where Barkley's about to come back, and they have their bye this week, so it's not like you could use Booker this week anyways. Go and get your insurance now before it becomes too late. And I and I think that yeah, like we talked about this on the on the stream last night on our Monday night live stream about how now is this is the time I where you know, need brown to, cow? how now brown cow 
uh, is how you go and you start stashing your running back handcuffs at this point. If you, you know, are in that kind of position, obviously, if you need wins and you need to make roster moves, don't do that. But if you're in a position where, you know, you've got six wins right now, six or more, you could start looking towards the playoffs. There's a good chance you make it and you could start. I would start uh, getting yourself your handcuffs that way. If anything happens during those weeks, you have an immediate feeling you don't have to search. Absolutely. Especially in situations where we know the handcuff. I did this in a league right. at ESPN last week where I have Sony, I have Eckler, which you don't know his handcuffed in that situation. You don't yeah. know what it's probably going to yeah. be a committee, but I do have Leonard Fournette and uh, Daryl Henderson. So I went and snagged myself Ronald Jones and Sony Michelle to there make sure I had those backups for, for the playoff run. And I love Johnny's point. If you got the wins, go do it. Mm. Center time. I appreciate the patience. You've been waiting with us. Appreciate you watching from. Twitter. Yeah. Would you stop? Would you start Pat Fryermuth over Hawkinson this week? They play each other. I'm still going Hawkinson here, but I mm -hmm. think if you could try and trade Pat Fryermuth out or even Hawkinson because you could get more value, I think that's not a bad situation to do to try and sell some of the hype here. And and look what uh, Cole Clement did last night uh, when you talk about tight end position. Six of eight targets for our 87 yards uh, last night for the tight end position. So good matchup for I do Hawkinson. like Hawkinson off the bye coming, right. you know, getting healthier. We like we we right. see, saw how his knee was kind of bog bothering him earlier this year. I think he could get really healthy here down the stretch for you. So don't give up on Hawkinson just because the shiny toy is there. Yep. Baby, Baby Santa. Santa. Oh, I love this. Should dude. I trade Saquon and Knox for Kelsey in half point PPR? I'm six and three on my running backs would be Taylor Patterson and Gaskin if I trade. Saquon don't trade Saquon and a piece for Kelsey this is a not a good deal no. for you here especially in half point PPR I, mean, I would be looking could you go Gaskin and, and Knox for Kelsey that's a, that's a deal I'd be willing to do here um, to upgrade your position but yeah. um, other than I don't, that I don't, I don't know if you'd be able to get that would you let me just ask you this would you at would you trade P Patterson straight up for Kelsey because I think you could get that deal done would you do Patterson and maybe you maybe you have to throw on Knox but yeah, Would I mean, try that. that. I I don't I don't usually like giving up a tight or giving up a running back to get a tight end. That's not you. I like right. to be on the other side of that, but I don't yeah. mind that deal. Patterson's yeah. just been so dang good. If he's got dual eligibility in the league you're in right now, I wouldn't be getting rid of him right yeah, now. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to do for sure. Should I start Pittman or Scary Terry this week? I'd continue to roll Terry out there, but man, Pittman is pushing for wide receiver one locked in status right now. Who does like, uh, Terry McLaurin play? Washington week? plays uh, Tampa Bay, so I think the secondary oh, yeah. there is a, you know they're going to need to throw in that game. So I'd yeah, you're going to want to start. Yeah, Blue Crew says trade Fant and Ingram for Gasecki. Yeah, I would do this deal. I would package those two tight ends up to get a top five tight end and yes. PPR. Love it. Right we love, love it, it, Blue Crew. Waddle or Lockett in my flex PPR, Johnny. With Russ back, or we get with Russ back, we get Lockett back in the lineup. It. I okay. would probably go Lockett. Um, is James Conner a must start now? Eric Saldana asks. Yes, he is. He continues to be the back and and wait a second, Lockett. Yeah, yeah, against Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going uh, Lockett. Yeah, is James Conner a must start now? Yes, Eric, he is absolutely. Yes, yes. I am four and five. Should I wait a little longer before trading away some players? I mean, this is you're at the perfect roster point right now yeah. to kind of wait a little bit because if you're you're not a, a terrible losing record, so you don't need to go and do a bunch of blow ups right now. Try and get a couple more wins and position yourself before and depends on your trade deadline, too. Right. Eagle Fang says trade Andrews and Melvin Gordon for Kamara or Henderson. Henderson would be a nice uh, grab here, but I do like Mark Andrews. Uh, I continue to like Mark Andrews, so. But, I mean, I think Melvin Gordon and Andrews for Henderson. Would you go and do that deal, Johnny? What's your other tight ends, Eagle Fang? Yeah, it would be interesting to see your other. Uh, but I would probably – I don't mind going to try to trade. Do we know the severity of the Henderson? That was weird. They were like, did you get that? Like, yeah, he came back immediately after Sleeper had sent out a, a blurb saying, oh, Henderson's down and out. Uh, question will return the rest of the, or rest of the game. Very next game, very next. Play yeah, it's an ankle. Game. He says it wasn't really um, effective, but you know, again, Sony Michelle is going to be a big ad for those uh, that have Henderson. As I well. do like. I really like getting Henderson. Um, yeah, I do too. I would probably rather have, in all honesty, Henderson uh, over Kamara rest of the season. I'm not saying that Henderson will undoubtedly score more points, but I feel more confident in playing Henderson over Kamara each week. 
because you just don't know what you're going to get from Kamara. You're hoping that you get one of those mega ball stays. You know, a lot, but lots, a lot's changing in that Saints yeah. offense. So I do like this deal, but it, you're taking a lot of risk with Henderson's injury. So I, I would try to get Andrews out of that deal. Can you package Melvin Gordon and something else to get? Yeah, him? there you go. I like that. Because I like Andrews' his usage here. Yeah. Oh, he says he's got Pat Fryermuth. Uh, as his other tight end. Oh, so you're rolling in yeah, the like, I, and I just think Andrews is, you know, top three upside rest of season here. Yeah. Daryl Kilgore says, is Michael Carter a must start? It depends on uh, when Zach Wilson comes back, because I think we were seeing this offense pepper down Mike, Michael Carter with, with targets. So for me, he's not a, must, he's a must start when we've got him. Well, with, with Mike F and Smith here. Yeah. If, if Smith ends up playing, then you definitely like that Boeing. Well, much better for, especially going against ball, a uh, Buffalo who we do know that they'll like try to check. You try to check down to running backs a lot there. Uh, but it is concerning that he didn't see, he only saw two targets, Travis, when uh, Mike F and white, wasn't the quarterback. Yeah, there. That's what I'm saying. And so like, get him back in. We don't know. Yeah. If, I would try can, to be. I would be trying to trade uh, Michael Carter if I could. Again, I he was think, a sell high last week for me. I continue to think that he's a sell high. Miami, Houston, Philadelphia, New Orleans, uh, Miami. I mean, he has some decent matchups coming. Like during it's the really around playoffs. The playoffs, yeah, but not down the stretch. You don't necessarily love. Should the, I trade Zeke and Jacoby Myers for Daryl Henderson and McLaurin? I th- yeah, uh, I would do this. I would be hesitant to give up Zeke, uh, especially Zeke. for an injured Henderson. Yeah. We just don't know what's going on with Henderson, if this is going to be lingering or not. I think I would do this. Yeah, I, I think, think there's, stuff, up, I think, yeah. I think McLaurin is such a, a high, uh, so much, you're getting so much more ceiling with McLaurin that I think it overshadows the Zeke. Um, it does, uh, again, it is a little, unfortunate that Henderson is a little banked up right now. So it's not like a clear cut answer. Um, but I mean, neither is Zeke at this point too. Right? Baby Santa asking us, do you think Robert Woods is a sell high right now? Or is this sustainable? I think it's sustainable what he's doing right now. He's getting, he is getting a solid amount of targets every single week. We're on one of the best offenses in football. He's a top 15. He's been a top 15 receiver for the last three years. Uh, now he's a wide receiver one. He's gotten into the wide receiver one uh, categories, the wide receiver yeah. 12 and PPR. I think it continues. I think Johnny has called this pretty much the whole way, and it continues to be uh, the case. Truly yeah. epic. Who claims OBJ? What does everyone think? I doubt he gets claimed today. We'll know yeah. in a couple hours um, when when the deadline is. But uh, where, I think where, where do you think he goes? Hopefully Green Bay. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I don't think he gets claimed. I think he goes to New Orleans or he ends up going he said to a contender. Seattle. So if he said he wanted to clear waivers to go to a contender, I don't think either of those teams are as much of a contender as a Green Bay or somebody else like that. So oh, I agree. I'm not disagreeing. I, I don't I don't see either. how. So if he clears waivers, that's my thing. He said he he wants to be on a contender. So, yeah. Julio Pittman or Terry? Uh, I mean, I'd take a Terry rest of season, but Pittman's close. Yeah. He's getting in there, man. Yeah, I know if you're well, asking that, for this week. Um, oh, this week. He does says Anuna this week. I'd still go Terry. I think Terry against Tampa Bay, they allow the most passing attempts against them. Um, and that defensive cornerback situation is Pittman bad. against Jacksonville is uh, also juicy, but yeah, I'm, I would rever- I would go in reverse order of this uh, for rankings. I would go Terry Pittman, then Julio. And I'm with you. I think that does it for us here. Johnny, Eric, just asking, is Waller still a stash or sell high? Stash. I mean, he's in your lineup. You just saw yeah, 11 yeah. targets last week. I, we're not we're not selling high on Waller unless you absolutely need to get some sort of running back help. If you can get some running back and you have a decent tight end to back up Waller, sure. But again, I think Waller's starting to come into his own. The bye week did him really well, and 11 targets was his second highest to 19 on week one. I think we're starting to see, especially with rugs out, Waller's going to be leaned on quite mm-hmm. a bit. All right, Big Travi, that does it for our show today. The Waiver Wire Week 10 is now in the books. Again, appreciate you so much, Whisper Nation, for stopping by, hanging out with us. 
tuning in. Make sure you check out tomorrow. We'll be doing our uh, buy low, sell high show, as well as give you some corners or some wide receivers that you could expect to have mega ball stays. And then a couple of wide receivers you might be expecting mega ball stays, but you got to temper those expectations because of the matchup. We'll talk about those on tomorrow's show. So make sure you're hitting that subscribe. Make sure you're hitting that bell so you get notified exactly when we go live. So you can join us and ask all those questions as well. Appreciate you so much, Whisper Nation. Good luck on your waivers. Any final words, Big Travi? No, uh, I, I didn't realize it till the end of the show. Sony Michelle would have made the column as well as a, as a stash right now. If if there's going to yes. be an ankle injury with Henderson, he's going to be a guy that could easily just slot right into the role that they need um, in this offense, which is a big one. All right, that does it for Big Travi for Johnny Game Time Hicks. Take it easy, Whisper Nation. Good luck on those waivers. We're out. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace. Right here. Look at you go. You made it to the end of another one of our videos. Hey, if you still have some questions, I totally understand. Or you just want to join an awesome fantasy football community, head on over to our Discord chat. Link is in the description below. And if you're still not sold on us, check out one of these videos. Don't you hear the whispers?